Hey everybody, Chris Bober here with the Bober Academy and welcome back to the Bober Academy football podcast. And at the Bober Academy, our mission is to train and develop superior alignment to dominate on the gridiron. We're back with our building alignment series. We're going to talk about our weapons today, our arms, right? Nolan Clausen is joining us from Midwest Movement, has some great stuff to prepare yourself for that, the rigors of this upcoming fall, some ways to train and how to use your weapons properly. Uh, just as a reminder, wherever you're listening to this, if you're listening to the podcast, click the subscribe button so you get notifications. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, click down there at the bottom, the little subscribe button and the notification bell. And anywhere on social media, please like, share, retweet, follow our pages, all the great stuff so we can keep getting the message out about how to make linemen successful out there on the gridiron. So Nolan with Midwest Movement, it's Midwest Movement in Elkhorn, it's right there by Rick's Meats. Um, his, they want to get you moving, man. They do anything yeah. that can get you going and get you back out there on the field. He's going to talk about some stuff on the field and some ways to prepare for the season. So Nolan, thanks so much for joining us. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Awesome. When yep. we it's talk about great. our, what's that? Yeah. Well, it's been a great, we love having you on here. I'm learning, I'm learning so much. Um, but as linemen, you know, we talk so much about our strength, our feet on the ground, our knees, our hips, our core. Then we talked about the shoulders. Now, now we're talking about an O-lineman's weapons, right? Like right. shoulders, hands, elbows, um, even some neck, right? These are all about striking, all about trying to be as strong and as effective as possible as a lineman. And you got some really good stuff for us. So go ahead and give us what you got. Yeah. So uh, especially when we talk about our hands and like you said, weapons. I always like to equate it to the end of a whip, right? You're only as good as the handle of your whip, right? Um, so we've, we've been building from the top or the bottom up, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, it goes without saying, if we don't get a good foundation, we, we, our weapons are not going to be very effective, right? Uh, so we always start there, uh, especially when we start looking at injuries too so if we have hand injuries wrist pain elbow pain things like that we always want to make sure that we start closer to this uh to the foundation of those things um but a lot of our hand stuff that we're going to talk about today really uh is how we're going to be training in the weight room in ways that we can prepare our hands um, to be stronger on the football field so uh, one of the first things that we always talk about, especially when we're doing like uh, bench press, shoulder press, you know, dumbbell presses, any of those things, whenever we are uh, holding on to those weights and things like that, we want to make sure that our joints are lined up, right? So if our hand is back here, which I would guarantee you multiple people are in the weight room doing benches with their, their wrists cocked back like this, right? Mm -hmm. When you, if you go to go hit somebody and your wrists are cocked back like that, it's going to kind of hurt or even like this, like you're going to fold them back a little bit. But if you really want to be effective, you get those joints lined up and you are striking, right? So why wouldn't we train like that in the weight room? So one of the things that we want you to do is when you load that barbell, Instead of getting back into this part of the hand, I want you to get it a little bit lower and get it lined up right in the meat of your hand and get it like, see where my pen is? That weight 
is directly over the wrist, not out of the wrist, right? So if we can train like that, we're going to be way more effective in, on the football field. The next thing that we want to talk about is uh, our getting our hands be a little bit more active when we're holding on to the barbell. So there's a very, very good fact or uh, research out there. It's called the irritation effect of your thumb. So if you're doing pull-ups or bench press or things like that, and you have your thumb back here, there it causes your shoulder muscles to not be as active. As soon as we wrap that thumb, we start uh, neurologically getting more of these muscles in our shoulder to be more active. And like what we were talking about, your, your whip is only as good as the handle of your whip, right? So shoulder needs to be really strong and active. And if we get that thumb involved, we're going to make the end of the whip way more useful and uh, be more effective. Yep. So those are the things that we're going to do in the weight room when it comes to lifting weights. Now, one other thing. Uh, so when we do push-ups, I've seen kids do push-ups where they are pressing just on the outside edge of that hand. Their hands are together. They're doing push-ups like this, right? I'm pretty sure Chris does not teach kids to block like this, mm -hmm. right? Big open hands striking, right? So what we want to do is we want to, when we put our hand down on the floor to do a push-up, we want to make sure the fingers are spread apart as wide as possible. Then we are going to dome the hand. So what that looks like is like the arch of our foot, right? We want to dome it up. And then we want to evenly place our weight throughout these two pads and then the rest of the fingers, shortening a little bit. We act like uh, there's a tack that's in the middle of your hand. You don't want to put weight on that tack or else it's going to hurt, right? Mm -hmm. So active hands when we do push-ups, they need to be active. We want everything to be active while we do a push-up or while we do um, uh, like a medicine ball throw, things like that. We want really active hands. It's just going to add more muscles, make overall strength improve a little bit. Nice. I, uh, I have a couple questions, Nolan, real quick. Yeah. Um, or maybe comments, I guess. Uh, so one of the things, a theme that I'm seeing from you as we do these is you keep on, you know, I think we talked about this before the thing, talked about having like your joints stacked. And I just love that because I try to teach my guys to stay, to stay tight, right? So when it comes to our arms, our arms are kind of like, this appendage that goes out like this. And I feel like the farther we get away from our core, you know, there's, I have an engineering degree, right? It's, it's called a lever, right? The farther yep. you are away, the more force you put in, you're putting on it right there to, to be susceptible for injury. The tighter you can stay down in here, the stronger you are. You, are, you have more of a base. So what, what do you think about like, just when it comes to like our weapons, our hands, even our neck, I, I know you talk about having your wrist stacked, but I mean, how do you feel like our hand position should be, or our arm position should be, right. to, to be the most powerful and the and the most stable, which is what we want to teach guys. Yeah, and exactly what uh, Chris was saying, like your lever arm is going to be way longer when it's out here. And so now you need more strength to be able to accomplish the task. 
but when it's in here, it's close to the body. The lever is shorter. The, the muscles that you already have can do two times the work than when they're out here, right? So if we can bring those elbows in, uh, getting joints stacked, like you were saying, uh, in our world, we call that joint centration. The more bone on bone contact that we can have, the more neurological feedback we get to the brain. Mm. Okay. So when our wrists are cocked out like this, right, there's not a lot of bone on bone contact. They're resting a lot on ligaments and tendons and things like that. And our ligaments and tendons don't have as much nervous tissue or nervous bundles in them as our joints do. And so basically our brain is a little cloudy on where this is in position. So mm -hmm. when you talk about bringing your elbows in and your wrists and stacking your joints, it's really a, a brain trick too, because your brain is going to have better control of them and feel safer and know what to do next faster and quicker too. Yeah, it actually works really well for linemen. Um, you know, when I'm training these guys, you never hit a flat surface. And it kind of drives me a little nuts when I see coaches teaching guys to punch bags that are on a wall or holding a flat bag because you never get to punch that flat, that flat surface. If you keep your joints stacked, you're always punching like you're, you know, we like to use medicine balls a lot because that simulates like the side of a shoulder or the shoulder pads on, on, the, on your chest, your chest plate. And right. those are more realistic. If you're just hitting a bag, that's just – that's not moving. I just don't think it's realistic. Um, I, also, I also feel like I feel like one of the mo more susceptible joints for offensive linemen is their elbows. You know, I had a, a elbow issue. I got mine bent backwards one time from a running back who missed chipping the defensive end and chipped me right in the back of my elbow. And I wore an elbow brace for years because of that. Um, I think that's a big thing too. The, the tighter you stay, and the more in line and stack things are, the less they are open for for injury. You know that. Right. that Elbows, especially for me, is keeping those down so that you don't get them out here and get them bent backwards. That, that happened to me a couple times, and it, it, it hurts, and it, it took away a lot of my functionality. Yeah. yeah. The elbow and the knee joint are very, very similar. But really, the only motion that they do is here, mm -hmm. right? And we always say with the knee, the, uh, the knee goes where the ankle tells it to go, and the hip controls how strong or powerful it is, mm -hmm. right? And so it's the same thing. Like if you're going to go uh, and your wrist starts out of alignment, the next phase of that, your elbow has to start to like overcompensate to try to get back in alignment. So uh, you're, you're setting yourself up for susceptibility. One, when you get that elbow out for shoulder two, but like when the wrist is out of alignment a little bit too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I also feel like, to add to your point, um, when you got guys in the weight room and they're they're really relying on trying to push heavy weight and trying to set new bench presses or um, any kind of records and they're trying to load weight. I mean, if you have to load up like this the bench because that's all you can hold, then I feel like you're probably doing too much. And yeah, your bench right. might be a little higher, but that won't be as functional when it comes to playing on the field. So right. if you can keep your your you know get that wrap around, if you can keep your wrist straight. Well, maybe you sacrifice a little bit of trying to get the all-time bench record, but that's that strength is gonna it's gonna be functional. It's gonna translate to true performance out there on the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody really plays football for the show muscles, right? If you want to go do bodybuilding, you 
don't play football because it's it's going to be tough, right? Um, so, like, weight room is great. I love the weight room because, like, honestly, that's where you get strong. But if you aren't keeping the goal in mind of building on-field strength, then there's really no reason to be in the weight room um, uh, if you don't have that goal in mind. Um, so, so, with, with functional strength in mind, Nolan, um, I mean, guys like do a lot of glamour. You know, we always did the, you know, we had Thursday, Thursday and Friday curls and, and buys and tries to try to get kind of get a little ripped for the game coming up on the weekend. Yeah. But, um, you know, just for pure functionality, what kind of, you know, strength training, strength exercises do you recommend for guys to kind of stick to? Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did the curls too and the tricep stuff to, you know, you got to fill out the jersey a little bit, right? <laughs> um, but honestly, when you're doing your shoulder presses and your bench and your incline press and your hang cleans and exercises like that, if you're doing them correct enough and uh, focus on the movement and not know necessarily just the weight, uh, you're going to notice that your, your, uh, your, biceps and your triceps are going to gain size and mass too. Um, it's just, it's, there's no reason, no way around that happening. Um, as far as like good exercises, I, I truly believe that like, if you can do solid eight pushups, like perfect, perfect, perfect pushups, um, with a 45 pound plate on your back, I'm talking some of our older, High school kids and they are like pristine push-ups like you have enough strength upper body wise um so like yes bench is really really cool but uh we talked a little bit about this christian mccaffrey his bench numbers weren't great it didn't matter but because his speed and his leg strength was ultimately the the big thing um so I know that doesn't really answer your question. What do you think about this? I always thought when I when I got to, to New York and we had a really good strength trainer um, that really worked out with a, a small group of us individually. And one of the exercises we focused on a lot was doing pull-ups. And yeah. I feel like that is one of the one of the exercises that got me stronger than I've ever been. And and it is, you know, I was 320 pounds at the time. So it's not like I'm repping out a ton of pull-ups, but we would get up there and do negative chin-ups. Right, start yeah. at the top and then count your way down. And I got so strong doing that because it is it was a functional exercise where right. my 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 grip got stronger, my elbows, my biceps, and then my shoulders, all that connectivity really was started to and you know, it goes all the way down to your core. Yeah. And I thought that was one of if I can pick an exercise, you say someone wants to get strong from the waist up, do pull-ups, do only pull-ups, and that will get you so strong. Uh yeah, and I you're gonna put have me uh, get on a little soapbox honestly right now so uh i love pull-ups uh because they are more of a core exercise than anybody ever thinks right mm -hmm. if you if you can do a good pull-up it's more a test of your core strength than it is actually your uh your pulling muscle strength and why that is is basically uh if if you when you do a pull-up you have to get into these outrageous like spinal angles to uh, pull yourself up. The spine's not going to feel safe and it's just going to make all those muscles basically just 
useless, right? It's going to weaken them. So if you are able to do a pull-up and your core stays stacked, like we've been talking about, mm -hmm. joint centrated, all, all of those uh, power muscles are going to be way stronger. Um, so one of the things, like if you can't do a pull-up, uh, don't necessarily have to do a bunch of negatives or uh, a bunch of like pulling exercises. Uh, one of the best exercises is to do like an ab rollout, mm. right? So if you think about it, the ab rollout is just a test of your spine not falling down, mm. but being able to hold that. And if you just take a pull up, it's just a test of whether you can go up and down without your spine falling. Do they still sell the ab roller? I mean, that was even before your time because you're younger than me, but back when I, I have two in my office, but when I was a kid, those things came out and they were all the rage. And I was surprised yeah. when we got to um, the NFL. They were in every weight room we ever yeah. had those ro ab rollouts, man. They're, they're, they're pretty good. Um, all right. So to finish this out here, you know, we're talking about using our weapons, the weapons that strike with today. We talked about our hands, um, keeping those in position with our elbows and our shoulders, but obviously, while we don't lead with our head, our head and neck are so important when it comes to, to your weapons. And you were telling me some really cool stuff about some next position and strengthening that, that makes a huge difference when it comes to anything with our upper body playing football. Yeah. So I, I just happened today. We had a patient and anytime we have somebody that has a hand, elbow, wrist, finger complaint, we will always, we got this little hand grip dynamometer. Mm -hmm. uh, and basically you just squeeze right here and it lets you know how like strong you have, right? So uh, what we did is we tested uh, her strength before cause she had a little bit of wrist pain. We take the neck and we get it into a good position. Her resting posture was a little bit out here. Mm -hmm. We start correcting some of that resting posture. We get uh, this, cervical neck feeling a little bit better and more aligned. We retest her grip strength went 10 points higher. It was a, it was a, a 32% increase in her strength just by doing neck motions, right? So what this tells us is basically when we are in the weight room, we're going to go back to it. When we are in the weight room, we're training we're doing shoulder press and we're out here or we're doing shrugs or we're benching and our head is in these really unstacked positions. We are just training a poor system. So then when we get onto the football field, we're going to be head crane and we're our neck and our head is going to be out of uh, alignment or uh, out of the power zone basically. So when I say stack position, basically we want earlobes over our shoulders, right? So we just want to line them up as much as possible. So trying to stay back in that posture. Okay. Um, and it, it translates to strengths just right there. Now pain didn't decrease when we did that, but it did increase her strength. So we know that we can we can improve people's strength by just getting the spine in the right position so yeah so i mean the theme of, of literally everything we've been talking about from the feet all the way up to the neck and out your arms and your weapons is 
is that you want to stay as in a good of a position as possible. And it's kind of funny. I um my core principle of teaching offensive line play is how to play in a football position, which will put you into that. Whether having your feet on the ground, keep being completely lined up, center of gravity, being tight with your core, and keeping your elbows in, those are all things that that lead you prevent injuries and lead to ultimate strength and functionality out there. And it's important to do those things when you are training so that when you play football and you get out there on the field, they're, they're second nature and yeah. you fall back into that rhythm of staying true to your core and everything, have everything stacked. So that's awesome stuff. I, Nolan, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. I, I learned a lot. And for those of you guys that are watching out there, just remember, it's not about how much weight you can push. It's how functional you are as a football player. And it's kind of like when I train my alignment, right? I got guys in my summer camp now. And sometimes you start adding more and more fu um, functionality to what they're doing, and they start forgetting and getting in a bad stance, or they start getting up on their toes, or they start um, leaning a little bit. And I always just try to back them back down and get them back into a football position and slow it down so that they get they – get, I tell them, I don't care how fast you go. I want to see you be efficient, and I want to see you in the perfect position all the time. And I want you to have confidence in that so that when you put the helmet on, you play on out there right. on Fridays, Saturdays, or Sundays where these guys are playing, that you're you're gonna you've done it so much that you're you're naturally in a good, strong, effective position. So that's yeah. that's pretty much been everything you've been telling us. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, it's all about what you're doing behind the curtain. Yep. That's right. That's right. And um, we're going to continue on with this. Um, Nolan, thanks again. Yeah. Um, we'll come back next month and we're kind of getting closer and closer to that football season. I know I'm getting excited. I, I got a couple of times a week where I'm working with them and you see them getting better every day. And I can't wait to um, you know see when the ball gets kicked off this fall to see how these guys perform and see all you guys that are watching and listening to us, how much this is helping you guys. So um, just a quick reminder. Wherever you're listening to us on podcasts, just subscribe to us, subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you have any questions about any of this, Nolan, he, he's, he'd love to help you out. Midwest Movement, Elkhorn.com is where you can find them. The link is going to be in whichever caption, wherever you're finding this. We'll have a link. We'll have way to, ways to get a hold of Nolan. And they do get people back on the field. We're kind of like building mode now but even yeah. when the season starts man they they got some ways to get you guys back to healthy in a in a pretty quick manner that help, helps you go out there and compete with your buddies so um thanks nolan for joining us i appreciate it um we're going to put this out for everyone to see and we look forward to seeing you next time i appreciate it chris thanks for having me on all right buddy